All right, this week on One More Pass, we talk about more NCAA football. We have the SEC schedule being released. We talk about the NFL and their training camps going on. Joey is so pumped about that. So excited. I may have unknowingly crashed my daughter's online school (laughs) Zoom sessions to stream Broncos training camp, but it was worth it. Hey, man, that's total fandom. And we have our sports roundup with baseball, hockey, and the NBA. Are you guys ready to get it going? Yes, Let's let's do it. All right, let's go. back to the One More Pass podcast, week four. We've been doing this for a whole month already. It's I kind know. of unreal. It's exhausting. Very exhausting. <laughs> just, oh, so exhausted just thinking about it. <laughs> but you can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram and Twitter. How's y'all's week been going? It's been pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Moved my oldest oldest daughter. Oh, that's right. Up to Lexington. Start her sophomore year 90% remotely. Yeah. Go Cats. Go Cats. Kentucky Wildcats. It looks like they're going to, well, they, I know we're going to talk about this, but they announced the SEC schedule. Lucy, my oldest daughter said that she's excited because she has, she didn't want to miss out on catter days. Hmm. <laughs> is is yeah. that a thing? So there's that. It, oh, yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I never get invited to catter days, but I guess that's a thing. So yeah. she oh. became a football fan because of catter days. Oh, a quick question. So do you make the private donation to the Kentucky men's basketball team to get recruits in? Like, is that a part of, of the tuition or do you actually have to slide an envelope to Calipari? Just well, I was, I was, I oh. was, I was doing it on the side. Got it. COVID has hit that fund a little. I mean, I'm still, still giving him money. Okay. It's, it's worth it. Sweet. Um, uh, which, and John, he understands. He, these are COVID times. These are not business as usual. I don't, I don't think this is going to deter the blue mist at all. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's probably the most staunch fan base in the country. Yeah. It's that, hardcore. That, that college. You know, that Kentucky college men's basketball team, they're, they're pretty hard to deter. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be the, the coffers are going to be full. I'm sure <laughs> season or no. Yeah. Uh, Rob, how's your week been? Uh, pretty boring. Not much going on. Um, watched a little sports, worked in the yard again. I've been wearing, uh, I've been trying to wear more black t-shirts to feel like I'm actually got a job. Oh, nice. Know. Are you wearing black khakis as well and black shoes? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, do you have your white socks? I kind of pulled up to uh, only when I'm the, only when I'm over the yard. Okay, got yeah, it. yeah. I I stick to the the black footy socks and um, yeah. Do you wear your pass when you're mowing? You know the yard? what? <laughs> just <laughs> actually, drum actually, keys and everything, just in keys in general, just jangling together. I actually had uh, I had a rehearsal the other day for a little project that I'm playing on here in a, next month, and I was looking for my in ears to listen to click to, and I found my little my work in ears that have like my laminates and my. My little, uh, you know, Sharpie holder and everything, you know, drum key, you know, the, the carabiner and everything. And I was just like, oh, I just sat there. It sat at my desk and I just looked at it for like five minutes. Yeah. Stroked it lovingly. <laughs> what's the, what's the, did the Sarah McLaughlin Arms yeah. of the Angels Arms song of the Angel started playing and just blew the dust off of it? Yeah. But I got over it because I realized I had uh, stuff to do. So, you know, yeah. it's, been, uh, it's been a good week. Kind of boring, but nonetheless. Quick question. Are you a walkie talkie on the belt kind of a guy, or do you have one of those, uh, uh, holsters that you have your walkie talkie Sharpies? Oh no, I haven't, I haven't got the shoulder, to... the mic on the shoulder. Oh, yeah. You have a biscuit. Yeah. I got a biscuit. You have a biscuit. I, biscuit. It, I just, okay. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, apparently it's called, a biscuit. Yeah, it's every called day. a biscuit and I just usually hook it to, uh, my shirt collar and then the, no, no, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't gone to the, to the, the holster. I'm, that's, that's next level. Yeah. That's, is that more production manager? I don't, I don't, none of our guys have holsters. Oh, really? Okay. Everybody's kind of old school. This was a new thing to me a couple of years ago, although I'd been around a ton of crew guys, but I was like, how am I going to like assert my own, you know, personality and self into this niche? And I just started looking around. It's like, all right, I don't want to be, I don't like nobody's taking it. It's their job and nobody's taking it to that level. So I'm just going to keep it. And plus I'm not that guy anyway. I wouldn't wear a fanny pack or a, one of those holsters. Fingerless so, yeah. gloves. Yeah. So I just keep it. I hate having anything on me. Honestly, I don't even like carrying my little my little carabiner with all my, my little uh, tools of the trade on there. I, I I don't like having things in my pockets. Like it, that's the one thing about that job. Like as soon as, like, as soon as I can take that radio off, it's like gone. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I have to like, you know, when we do line check, it's like I've got a radio, my in-ears, and I'm, you know, w- w- listening to five different things at once. And I'm just like, can we just play the damn show? <laughs> it's like, just get over all this crap. So, Hey, speaking yeah. of playing a show. Oh, yeah. Kyle. Rumor has it. I was on the front page of the Tennessean this morning that uh, Kyle Wilkerson is back in the saddle. Yeah. Uh, he played for, some drums. For one day, yeah. I actually played drums with actual humans yesterday. Uh, it kind of came up last minute. I subbed in for my good buddy, uh, Andrew, that plays for High Valley. We taped some content for Warner Music, and they have a new single being released, I think, uh, next month or this month. I'm not quite sure. It's not my regular gig, so I was just uh, there to... Be a placeholder. A, yeah, placeholder, yeah. A, a fleshy body to uh, swat at metal and plastic and wooden things. So How'd it I'm, go? Oh, gosh, it was great. I must say I'm I'm very exhausted right now because I underestimated the stamina and strength you need to actually play live with people because in rehearsals, so pretty much essentially we rehearsed at SAR because High Valley has a new EP out. Go pick it up. I think it's called Grew Up on That. Actually sounds really great. Love playing with those guys. So we rehearsed at SAR in the morning for people who don't know what SAR is. It's a a rehearsal space that has rooms and a PA and all that stuff in it. So we rehearsed that morning and then we took a break for lunch and then we went down to old Laverne, Tennessee. It's not Smyrna. You just keep going. It's Laverne mm-hmm. at one of the big, just like video and lighting audio companies, VER slash PRG. I'm, I'm actually not quite sure what the name of the actual company is, but it was in the PRG VER building. And they essentially just had this big sound space just blocked off. And it had just like a lot of production, like video screens, lighting and all that stuff. Like I texted you guys this yesterday, just in the short amount of time I had to pay attention to my phone, but I felt like an NBA player because you walk in and it's like you run the COVID gauntlet of cool paperwork. Okay, go down to this person, go down to this person, sign this, sign that. Let's take your temperature. Let's do all this. Here's an N95 mask. Great. And then like they actually took all my gear and and actually like fumigated it with uh, like whatever, like the disinfectant. It's just like essentially a big humidifier for COVID for gear just to make sure. So they did that for about 10 minutes. And yeah, like it was a lot of standing and waiting around because things were moving a lot slower, obviously with everything going on. But yeah, once we got rolling, it was... Uh, it was fun. It was, uh, yeah, it was very weird at first, but it was awesome to actually play live with humans and get to be a part of that. So that was really fun. Yeah. I'm, uh, I makes me a little nervous. You are many years, my younger, and I feel like I'm going to be pretty sore here in a couple of weeks. Man, well, yeah. Cause for rehearsal, we were uh, on wedges, which is, well, again, for the people that don't know wedges are those little floor monitors that you see some bands play with. But I was the only one on in-ears just so I could hear click and tracks and all that stuff. But then once we got to recording all the live content, you know, like we all were on in-ears and then like that's when you have to perform, you have to play, you know, like live, live. So like essentially in rehearsal, I was holding back because I didn't want to blow everybody else out because they didn't have any ear protection. But once we started playing live, live, we did one pass of the first song and I was like, oh, holy shit, I am not in uh, live playing condition the whole day was long, but it was very fulfilling. So we did four songs with them, full band, and then actually did the same four songs acoustic, just so they have content for that. So uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I, That's awesome, man. Yeah, did yeah. they have? Did they make you take your App State kick drum head? Did they make yeah. you swap that out? Oh yeah, swap that out. Okay, um, swapped out the Michael kick drum head as well. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, it was all High Valley, and uh, it was fun to hang and play with those Canadians. So nice. Yeah, it was a great time. So. Now it's back to just doing my sessions down here in my sweet studio, which is essentially just my downstairs with my daughter's ball pit on one side and my drum recording (laughs) gear on the other side. Joey, where are you playing out with Scotty McCurry this week? We, we decided to take the week off. You know, we got, we got a show coming up in a couple of weeks. We didn't really want to wear ourselves out. Yeah. You'd think that five months off was enough, but you know, safety first. So we just decided, why not give it another week off? Give uh, all of us time to really dive into social media, spend a good amount of time on there. Yeah. Yeah, we're just taking a week off. It's relaxing. Great. Rob, where are you at with Brad Paisley this week? Um, He texted me the other day and said he's going to go fishing. (laughs) So uh, we're off this week. Is he going to go get some mud on the tires too? He's going to go get a little mud on the tires. Uh, He's going to crush a few beers. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Brad, if you're listening, I'm not making fun of your career. Um, actually, I heard a song. I was in uh, CVS or Walgreens the other day, and I heard a Brad Paisley song that I'd heard them do live, but I'd never heard the studio version of it. And it was just like, wow. like I stood there for like a minute and a half, going like, I know this song. Like I was my little my little Mac OS Beach Ball was just like, it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. 
And it was just like, it was so weird because like they do it so differently live than the recorded version. I, I was just like, I thought I was losing my damn mind. And that's part of this whole pandemic thing is like, I've been having these weird, like, like I can't remember anything, you know, I'm having these really weird blind spots on things. I used to be, I used to be able to pick stuff up really quick, like playing trivia, you know, when you're trying to do the song lyrics while another song's playing, I was usually pretty good at that. I can't do it anymore. Well, it so, gave yeah. you an opportunity to tell the, the, the checkers you were checking out like, Oh, you know, I, yeah, it's this my, is actually that's my yeah, boy BP. That's my boy BP <laughs> up there. Yeah, yeah. I should be on the road right yeah. now. And then you just, Oh, Oh, look, I accidentally have my pass and drum keys on my hip. This is yeah. what I do. Yeah, and trying she's to pull like, can you just, can you just scan your club rewards card? And yeah, trying to pull out my coupon, coupon for Q-tips and deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Your four bottles of ketchup, buy two, get four free. Yeah. So yeah, in town this week. So I've got, you know, I'm going to clean the basements, uh, work on some music. Nice. Finish watching Umbrella Academy, you know, the essentials. So is that show good? I keep- It's really good. Yeah, because I keep seeing people post about it. Yeah, it's good escapism. If you like, you know, fantasy, semi-sci-fi, great cast. Some of the storylines get a little little bogged down because you have kind of this these seven characters and they're all kind of, they're different, you know, story arcs and everything. Yeah. But it's good. It's fun. It's a it's really, it's a fun little, fun little watch. Yeah. Side note, whenever you were talking about hearing Brad Paisley on, for some reason, like I really don't listen to the radio a lot anymore. You know, it's mostly, well, obviously I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Shocker. But also, you know, just you know, like whatever pop or like EDM music I listen to. But <laughs> it's great. I need to do another remix soon because I'm just jonesing to, you know, just get some sweet side chain synth going on. Could but, you do a remix of you? Have you heard this song? Um, it sounds like Butthole Mermaid, but it's uh, <laughs> uh, what was this? Keo sent it to me the other day. It's uh, something mermaid mudhole mermaid mudhole mermaid it's no. like a it's like a it's like a bubba sparks fat dude rapping about his you know he he's looking for a mudhole mermaid it's the worst thing you've ever heard but it's not uncle cracker no no i don't know the dude's name but he's he's like a big white dude like rapping out on a fucking lake somewhere and it's just <laughs> the stupidest shit boat ever. friend is a boat friend it's it's actually you know boat that that was the first thing it still is not as bad as boat friend okay. boat friend is actually God, worse no. Wait, Rob, do you know Boat Friend? I I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I almost sent it to you. Like, man, can you, somebody please do, because the song is, but it sounds like he's saying Butthole Mermaid, which is to me even better song title. But I was thinking like, man, this would be a, some kind of just, you know, <laughs> weird dance mix that this would be just awesome and make it even worse. Sweet. So, well, there goes Kyle's Wednesday. I'll, I'll send it. <laughs> there, there's my tomorrow. Let's go. I yeah. know, uh, but um, the other day I actually flipped on country radio in the car just to try to keep up with stuff that's going on because obviously during pandemic time, that world is still going, which is just very weird because we're all just kind of sitting around, but you know, like artists are still like releasing songs and putting songs out to radio and country radio is still going. And uh, whenever I, I listen to a song or hear a song that like reminds me of being on tour with that artist or whatever, um, like actually heard uh, Crushing It by Paisley mm. on it. And of course that kind of uh, took me back to whenever we toured with them. I just remember the one just interaction I had with Brad on that tour was like, it was the first first day of tour. And like, I think that we were coming in, that was when I was with Maddie and Tay and we were coming in from somewhere and we didn't have time to really tour prep. I think that was like during like a super busy year that, you know, we were just like, you know, going from headline shows to being first on on tour. So like we kind of had to get our, you know, show kind of in order for that. So like essentially the first day of a tour, mostly like it happens the day before, but people kind of go in and, you know, they do production rehearsals, make sure lighting's good. And, and, you know, just making sure just all the transitions from act to act are fine in terms of pushing gear on, pushing gear off, making sure people have adequate stage time to get used to what the flow is going to be. But that first day, I just remember building my drums. And then like, there was just like this unassuming dude that walked up, dude, I swore that he was wearing like khaki pants, but the pants had like zipped away to become shorts. Oh, the zip car goes. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, like I thought it was like a local crew guy that was just kind of coming up. I mean, like, as you guys know, you always have that one local crew guy that's wearing like the Zildjian symbols hat or like a DW drums. A black. Oh yeah. He wants to talk oh, to you. Know, about you know, kit. I play drums. I got a 12 piece yeah. at home. I mean, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, oh dude. Oh yeah. I mean, like I'm a pearl export downstairs. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So of course, like I just thought it was like a local crew guy. So of course, like the guy comes up and like, I didn't even like see him. He was like, ah, oh, so you're playing Gretsch drums, huh? I'm like, yeah. And like, I'm still trying to do stuff and and of course, like I look up and it's fucking Brad Paisley sing, talk to me about Gretsch drums. And then like the only thing he says is, yeah, you know, my drummer used to play Gretsch drums. Yeah. Back when he was a good drummer. And, <laughs> and then he just walked away. And that was my only interaction with him. The entire That's amazing. Time we so Ben Caesar, if you're hearing this, I thought that was really funny, but he's not. 
He's not hearing this. Oh, I know. Probably he should. He's, uh, he's Come on, Ben. You're, I know you're making Sport, something amazing in the kitchen. A, sports is a four-letter word for Ben. Well, can he at least listen to the first portion of the pod? I feel oh, like yeah. he'd like uh, yeah. that story. Let's he get him to, That's your project for the week. Get Ben Ben's, to listen Ben's to busy day trading right now. He's got his eyes on the on the NYSE. Oh, dude, I actually uh, bought a book at the beginning of the pandemic about day trading because it was very interesting to me, but I don't have 25 grand to uh, put into account to uh, actually do it every single day. But well, apparently you, you if you to, only day trade three days out of the week, you, you don't get to, flagged. You need to hit up the C's, man. He's doing options. He's, you don't, oh, I mean, really? He, yeah. Gosh. Talk, talk to him. He'll, he'll get you. He'll get you in there. Yeah, for sure. Well, as everybody can tell, we are still on hiatus. Uh, Joey's still playing at the Ryman September 3rd. Fourth, oh, fourth, Friday, fourth. Friday, September 4th. Live on pay-per-view. Yep. 10 we, bucks. 10 bucks. Go support him and uh, pray for Joey that he can make it through the first three songs without being completely wiped out because Joey's old and he's not in show form as well. Those are both true. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, does Scotty have any up-tempo songs that, you know, kind of wear you out? No, not too no? much. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I was trying to... Uh, does anyone... Yeah. Except Brad. Are there any? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are there any up, up tempo songs anymore? Um, uh, yesterday, no. uh, yesterday, uh, the High Valley actually has a couple songs we played that were at BPM 110, which is pretty quick. Ooh, slow down there, buddy. For country music these days. And like, yeah, it, it uh, got my heart racing pretty bad. And I didn't know what it felt like to play it that fast for quite a bit. So watch out. Appreciate the heads up. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, let's get into the podcast this week. Sports. Sports. Here we go. This morning, we saw the SEC schedule be released for the East and the West. Um, uh, like instead of eight conference games, they expanded that to 10. And of course there was some, uh, griping from some schools about how they got an, a unfair, uh, bid, uh, if you will, just mainly Arkansas and Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, getting scheduled in like no order. Like I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they kind of got hosed with playing, uh, Bama and uh, LSU and then Florida and Georgia. So apparently there were some teams in the sec that, we're not in favor of their draw, but uh, yeah, we are one week closer to actually having some college football, some SEC, and the ACC is still playing to play. And uh, hey, guys, guess what? App State Sun Belt added Campbell and Marshall this year, so suck one on that, guys. Is there any way to watch those games? Uh, will they I be? Think, uh, will ESPN be picking them up? Because uh, like I think actually the only night? game that we're playing on ESPN two is against. The Raging Cajuns, actually. Oh. So, uh, yeah. But I think all the other games are on ESPN Plus for that. You never know. They could, that could be Monday Night Football. Actually, yeah. on how things go. <laughs> actually, that's very true. It could be yeah. a nationally televised game. So, what are y'all feeling about the college football season taking form and being here with the uh, select few conferences that are actually going to play? Are y'all still on the fence about safety? Should we play? Shouldn't we play? Like, where are y'all at this week on uh, those thoughts? For me, I kind of feel like the whole thing has become slightly comical. Not, not to downplay the seriousness of COVID or the seriousness of college football fans, but it just seems like every day is a different, you know, a week ago, actually it was shortly after we recorded the podcast was when they announced the Pac-12 and the Big Ten that they were canceling their seasons. Yeah, I think it was that afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a huge uproar. And then we thought it was going to be more than the SEC. They're like, we're playing anyway. Now we've got the the petitions and the parents and the players are signing these things that we want to play. The whole thing is just such a mess. I feel like a week ago, I probably would have bet money that it wasn't going to be played at all. And I think I've shifted. I, I do think they are actually going to at least attempt to play a couple games. I just saw a headline that the SEC is requiring face masks to be worn all their games that fans are attending. And they're going to leave it up to the individual universities to determine how many people can come into their stadium. As a side note, you posted something on Facebook on your personal account about the hotspots in South Carolina, like the places that actually mandated masks, what like the caseload went down like half or yeah, something. Yeah, it was down right? almost almost 50%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it, it is, it's working. It's helping. There's no need to repost the video of the vape coming through the mask or, right. you know, all <laughs> these things too. I, there was, I don't think there's ever been anyone that has said this is going to end covid but the idea that most of us are able to get is if you do this, it becomes safer and we can go to the store. We can, you know, potentially go to a show, go to a sporting event, yeah, that, that kind of thing. So I hope that it happens. I, I, I hope that if they are able to do it safely, I'd like to see some college football played. I can't imagine what the caliber of play is going to be like, especially if they what the potential playoffs and national champion. I mean, there's still so many unknowns. Yeah. Um, 
but in summary, I'm kind of excited that it may happen. If it doesn't, I feel pretty confident about the NFL season happening. So if they started switching some of those games to Saturdays, I'd be fine with that too. Again, we wait and see. I think it's September 26th. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first so a little more than a month, five weeks away. Yeah, we're getting close. Yeah. So I feel better about it happening than I did a week ago. Yeah, I I I, I agree with Joey. I mean, it's it's good. I, I was laughing about something I read the other day. Just, you know, when all this started happening almost six months ago, you would think, you know, with as much money as on the line with the NCAA and these different colleges and their, you know, the TV contracts and everything, I th- you'd think that at some point, a lot of these conference commissioners and the NCAA would have all gotten on the phone and started having some really good conversations about, what are we going to do now and what kind of contingencies like, you know, just having some, ve- you know, and kind of maybe developing a unified front. But now we're seeing all this fracturing. We're seeing the Big 12, obviously, is, I mean, the Pac-12 is not going to play and Mount West and the Big 10. And now you have this, uh, we are united new front hashtag with the players. You know, you have guys like Trevor Lawrence, obviously. We mentioned him last week. Najee Harris, Justin Fields from Ohio State. You know, obviously these guys have a lot on the line. They're probably all first round draft picks yeah, without a doubt. You're seeing this, this splintering and fracturing going on between, you know, all these, all these conferences have a common goal. They want to have athletics this year. And so you'd think back in April and May when the numbers are really spiking and you're starting to see like, Oh gosh, this, this could be, this isn't going away. They would have all got on the phone with each other and kind of developed some kind of United plan and a set of protocols to deal with this, but they didn't. Yeah. And so here we are. I'm excited about football. I think, you know, with some of the things that are happening, you know, at least being an SEC fan and growing up in that arena, I'm excited. You know, I talked about next week, last week, I talked about how I hate the non-conference cream puff games. Yeah. Totally stoked about that. Like those are gone. Those don't exist. Honestly, I I really, I just, you know, I mean, yeah, it's great when you see like a Texas or USC playing, but I just don't want to see an Alabama College of Charleston game. That's just, that is ludicrous to me. Yeah. And, and that's an exaggerated example, but those, those kind of games have happened a lot. So yeah. And the SEC is a tough league. I mean, even, you know, LSU coming to here to play Vanderbilt in October, like I hope I can go see that, you know, I don't think LSU, obviously they're not going to be able to repeat that season from last year. You know, we, we, we just like, there's no, you know, it, it's like what's happening in this country as a whole. Like there's, there's never been a unified way of kind of dealing with this, the spread of this virus. So it's trickling down to everything. You know, we're relying on the different health officials to, you know, kind of confer with the different mayors and the governors and, you know, these different towns, you know, oh, this, you know, this stadium is going to allow fans, this town. So you're going to see varying results. We'll see how we'll move forward. I'm, I'm definitely getting more excited. Like Joey said, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think like we're actually going to have ball, but it's with a certain amount of um, arms length, like, ugh. Don't get too excited. You know, like I was telling you guys before we started, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, am I going to be a Browns fan now? Like, cause <laughs> I, I, I love Joe Burrow and I want him to do well, but it's like Bengals. Yeah. If, if I don't get college football, I'm going to have, I'm going to have somewhere to put my, my college football love. Right. So. The good news is if you actually go to the LSU Vandy game, if they allow fans into the stands, then even during a, just like normal times, at least all the Vandy fans are already socially distanced because there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That was my joke. Was, was that your joke? I <laughs> thought of that. That's frustrating. I, I, I gotta, I gotta say this. Some of my favorite football memories. I used to live right over by off of West End by Vanderbilt Stadium, and I used to walk like when Cutler was playing here. I used to go watch him play. I probably watched. I probably saw like seven or eight games that he because you could just walk up and buy a cheap ticket yeah. and go s- sit in the stands. And man, he was fun to watch in college. Like he was a man among boys, and he was getting his ass beat you know, all the time. But the whole time I was like, man, he's this guy could be a pro. Like he could actually. He was be, fun to watch in Denver. He's fun to watch anywhere when he decided that he wanted to try yeah. or that he cared, which was he only was, about 20% of the time. Dude, that dude's right. arm was crazy. Great strong. arm. He, he could, he was, he was mobile. Like he could take a hit. Like I was just watching him going like, man, this dude is built for the NFL. And he was to a certain extent, but, uh, but man, I used to love to go just walk up there on a Saturday morning and buy a cheap ticket. I, I went a lot of times just went by myself, you know, I just, it is actually I want to go watch fun, football. Yeah. It's a fun, I, what is it? Seat? Oh, it's like 30, 33,000. Yeah. Something like it's, it's a small, it's fun. If you want to go watch your team mm-hmm. play, yeah. um, it's fun to, cause they're 90% visiting team fans. <laughs> right. Cause the only thing I've ever seen in that stadium was whenever you two came through, I was there. You were there too. Remember how freaking hot it was? Yeah. It was like, I think it was the middle of the summer right. yeah. being packed up in those, 
I think in the, the bleach, they're literally bleacher seats up in the, yeah. Right, which is mind-blowing that they didn't have that show at Nissan Stadium. But uh, the one quarterback I've ever seen in person, that was mind-blowing. And I I honestly really hate to talk about App State every, just pretty much every single week. No, but, you don't. <laughs> no. By hate, do you mean love? Secretly love. Actually, wore my App State I shirt saw, yeah. for you guys today. Kyle's wearing, rocking an App State Mountaineer shirt. Uh, Nike Dry Fit, thank you very much. Actually, fits very well, and I just love the feel of it. Somebody uh, bought one. Kyle did. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Thank you. But one of the national championship games that we played, we played against Delaware, and that was the team that Joe Flacco was on. Oh, yeah, the Blue Hens. Yeah, Blue Hens. And, dude, like, I just remember, like, we were in the stands just watching him warm up, and, dude, he was on, like, one of the end zone goal lines. It just looked like he was just barely throwing the ball, and he was, like, literally throwing the ball to, like, the opposite 30-yard line, and it just looked like it was nothing to him. He was a man among boys. Dude, I, I remember seeing a few highlight reels of him in college. Cause I was like, who is this guy? And I was, they, they showed some, and I was just like, good Lord. Like he was a monster. Yeah. And to see him in person as well, he's so big and dude, it was, dude, it was unreal. Can, uh, we, can we stop talking about ex Bronco quarterbacks that turned out to be bus? No, That's like two in a row. We got color. <laughs> I mean, if you, anybody brings up Tebow, I think I'm out. I, I don't, Cause I now think, we've knocked out Cutler and Flacco. It was well, his, it was his birthday last, it was Tebow's birthday. They turned like what, 33 or 34 or something. And I've, I'm one of, it was ESPN or something. They, they showed like, or one of the IG accounts that I follow the NFL accounts and they were doing like, Oh yeah, it was a happy birthday, Tim Tebow. And it was like a little highlight reel. The worst throwing motion. The worst. <laughs> Absolutely. The like, worst. I think you said this. Uh, oh, well, like one of those his past in training camp. His past, his past in training camp. And it, like the ball just came out just like oh, floppy. It, it, it floppy just pizza. like, and I, I even remember watching, I had the, I had the same, I had the same feeling and instinct with him as I did with Vince Young when I was watching them in college. Like these dudes are ridiculous athletes, but not very good quarterbacks. I, I would say this Tebow, I think overall was a much better overall quarterback and Vince Young. Vince Young, his was a single read run since he was in Pop Warner. I mean, he just, he was just such a freak athlete, but God, watching those like four or five videos they strung together was just like, and you know, even passes that like were well caught by the receiver, you know, and score touchdowns, but you just look at his arm and you just like, how did any, any NFL scout look at that dude and go, oh yeah, he's got this. Yeah. This is where someone, someone will go, Hey, he has the heart of a lion, heart of a champion. He just, he just didn't get a chance. And he just like, has the worst mechanics. Like, ever. no man, he, dude, you want a playoff game, man. Yeah. <laughs> Matt he, Prater actually won the, he won used the to, I honestly think if he would have maybe tried to be a tight end or cause he's, freakishly athletic. Oh, I he's, mean, he's, you, yeah, you can't, yeah. and, he, and he pulled, I mean, you talk about pulling games out of your ass that, that year with the Broncos. I mean, they, they did an SNL skit on Tebow. <laughs> yeah. Remember how I was, like, was going to bring that up? How yeah. comical it got when he, when he was like, who you guys playing this week? Jesus is in the locker room. <laughs> and he said, or uh, who was it that plays him? It wasn't Will Arnett. It was uh, ah, Will Forte. No. Jason Stegas. That's who it was. Jason yeah. Stegas. And he, when he says, I'm going to need you guys to meet me halfway this week because they were just <laughs> winning those game, impossible games. And he said, who do you guys play? And he said, we're playing the Patriots. He goes, ah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, such a nice dude. Such a, there were, there were a couple games. There was one game where we beat the Chiefs. He completed two passes. Oh, I one remember of that. them was like a 70 yard touchdown. That's how they won the game. Yeah. yeah. It was terrible, but they did make it to the playoffs and they won arguably one of the most exciting Broncos yeah, and they won it on wins. that that uh, that first play. Yeah. What he touchdown pass to uh, Demarius Thomas, Demarius Thomas the Steelers, yeah. like an eighty yarder. Yeah, yeah. So were you a believer after that game or not? No, okay. I was not a. You were steadfast. When they draft, this is terrible. This when is they drafted idea. him, I was furious. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Then it became. Were you Aaron Rodgers? Go home and drink a bottle of tequila. Yeah. Furious. <laughs> yeah, it was whiskey, but yes, yeah. Utah uh, State. I think I thought he. I thought no, he, no, I mine oh, okay. was whiskey, yeah. Yeah. but his was tequila. His was tequila, yeah. yeah. Um, Which I'm kind of back. I'm like, yeah, man. Because yeah, right. <laughs> he was oh, always yeah, talking dude. about scotch and he switched it up with tequila. Made Aaron Rodgers just super relatable, I thought. Oh, yeah, after that, yeah, he just went home and just fucking slammed some tequila. Yeah. I mean, like, wouldn't for me, you? I was just like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Would you? I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. not a situation where like you're far and, you know, they draft him and he's going to sit on the, what he sat on the bench, what, four years, four seasons, five, yeah, seasons? either three or four. Yeah. I know we were talking about NCA, but, but we had oh, to get no, an NFL. This is, this is totally a good fine. transition. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. And we haven't really talked about that, but I just, and I think that could be actually a whole podcast. It's something I'm 
and we've talked about it some, and something that I'm just infinitely fascinated with, the, the minds, the thinking, the strategies, and the machinations of GMs and owners of football teams and the terrible decisions they make. Now, I don't know who this, what's his name, Jordan Love? Yes. Yeah. From Utah State? Utah State, yeah. yeah. I've never seen him. So I'm, I'm assuming that that dude was a, was a great player. You know, he has for, some pretty impressive stats. Yeah. I have not watched many of the Aggies games. But I'm thinking, you know, if I, if I still have a, a MVP quarterback, Super Bowl, you know, guy that's, that's, you know, in his prime still legitimately contending, you know, I, like, okay, go out on the market and try to find a, a decent, you know, backup. To waste a first round draft pick when you have one good receiver, you have a questionable offensive line. I mean, I just yeah. like I would have I would have been if I was Rogers, I would have I mean he probably did. He probably called, you know, somebody and chewed them chewed them out good if it wasn't his agent first. But that that's just like that kind of shit just baffles me. And and it's and it's ridiculous. I you know, I don't know what they're thinking and they're they're those guys wake make millions of dollars and and you know, their decisions and the results of them keep them up at night. But that's just, that just seems like I, I would have been fucking furious. What a slap in the face. What a, what an absolute slap in the face. And you've done nothing really to support that guy that much as far as like getting him a good NO line. And it's like when the tracks rig crashes on you, Kyle, in the middle of your headlining the, the Delaware state fair. Yeah. The tracks rig crashes. You just slam it down. You just, you just go on the bus. You just crush a bottle of tequila. You know? <laughs> well, uh, and that's all you can do. Well, <laughs> so like I actually thought about that the other day too, just to go back to a touring music for a second, a time hop popped up on my phone and, uh, is, that, and, is time hop still a thing? Well, on Facebook, which mm. I mean, like I'd never really post thoughts on Facebook anymore. Like, you know, oh, Hey, going to get fucking lunch today. And it's like, like nobody cares. Uh, but like a time hop popped up from about five or six years ago. And like all it was, was uh, our track MacBooks. And apparently I put them in my bunk with the AC on them because they overheat. Five, yeah. Uh, because five years ago or six years ago last week, uh, like we were on a tour and apparently we were playing in Phoenix in, in August outside, uh, like at auction pavilion, like I guess that venue that has the snow cone stand. Yeah. That's oh, open 24 yeah. seven yeah. because it's just should have put the so MacBooks hot. in there. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, I know. Uh, but dude, like I remember now, uh, like when we were on tour with Dirks, like it was Kane and Smith, Maddie and Tay kept more than Dirks Bentley. And dude, like, I just remember that day was so miserable because it was 120 degrees outside. We got done with sound check and do like whenever you're actually like running tracks and like you see the tracks going along and obviously like when the computer's overheating, you can just see like it kind of stop, just freeze for a second and then it'll pop to four measures later and then kind of go pause for a second. I'm just like, oh shit, this is not good. And this is during sound check. The stage was covered like no sunlight was hitting it at all. It was just so fucking hot that it was just like, this is unreal. So that show, I remember the sunset, uh, like if you're looking out from the stage, like it's sunset to our right to where like the sun was beating down on front of house, essentially. So it was hot. And then now sunlight's just like hitting stuff to where a Cannon Smith's front of house rig just shit the bed in the middle of the show. Uh, like our tracks rig, thank God, only skipped in malfunction once because it was so hot. Kip Moore, his tracks rig, skipping in a malfunction once to the point where Dirks's guys like that, like they literally saw all this shit going on. And then like they actually got blocks of dry ice and then fans blowing dry ice onto their tracks rig. It's like MacGyver. So of course, you know, like I was hanging out with Chris Thacker, he was running playback and he was stage manager at the time. And like, I think he's their TM now. Yeah. Like, he was doing playback for them. And, you know, I was just sitting next to him in case anything went wrong that I can help him out with. But I just saw, because like, because I think they're running Pro Tools with their playback, which is guys is a terrible idea. Don't run Pro Tools for backing tracks. Sorry, I'm. This is a big tangent, but yeah, I just saw it kind of like start to die once. But like, luckily, you know, Dirks is one of those bands that they don't need these massive tracks to where you know, like even half the time, like they'll just say, yeah, just kill it, and yeah, it's totally fine. But uh, yeah, a time hop popped up, and it's been hot as shit in Nashville this week too. So yeah, apparently five six years ago, I took our MacBooks, I put put them in my cold bunk, and. I'm pretty sure I crushed tequila or Corona or craft beer. So that was fun. So we can all relate to Aaron Rodgers on that. Yeah. I like how you brought that back around. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm starting to get better at this. So it's not too bad. Going back to Tebow and going back to posting on social media. I also remember back in like whenever I actually tweeted things or whatever, like instead of just like looking at it for sports news or world news or whatever, I'm like every single time Tebow played a game and like whenever Tebow played, because you're know, like, I wasn't a huge Tebow playing quarterback fan and, 
And like the whole argument is, well, Dooley, he's just a great guy, man. Just give him a chance. And I hate that argument for any career, like especially in sports, because it's like, no, you want someone that performs. You're paying him all this money. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a gamer, quote unquote, cool. But apparently every single time uh, Tebow was playing in a game, I actually went through some past tweets. And like every single time he played every single Sunday, I just tweeted T-Blow. And that was it because I just thought it was the most hilarious thing because I just I think my tweets uh, stand the test of time with that. So. Yeah, there are still, I'm a huge Broncos nerd fan and listen to some podcasts. And I mean, you there are still fans, I'm using quotation marks, that will say Tebow really never got a fair shot. And it's, it's like, first of all, all Elway did was got rid of Tebow, brought in possibly the most coveted, one of the most coveted free agents in history. Yeah. Got you four years of playoff appearances two Super Bowls and a Super Bowl victory. And there's still people that are like, tell you what, man, Tebow won that playoff game. It's like, is he an incredibly kind, generous human being? Yes. Is he a freakishly talented athlete? I mean, dude's jacked. Yes. Can he throw a football well enough to be in the NFL? No. Absolutely no. (laughs) There you go. Well, yeah, because you can make the argument if if John Elway brought in just, I mean, like a Mike Glennon or somebody, to the Broncos. It's like, well, yeah, maybe give Tebow more of a shot past that. But I mean, he had the perfect out with getting one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time with Peyton Manning to, to the point to where if you can argue or I mean, like if you still want to argue, well, well, yeah, he won that one playoff game when you had fucking Peyton Manning. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He would have been, you know, if they would have brought in a Glenn in, yeah. yeah, they would have been, he would have been crucified. I mean, that was, that was, that's probably why they went after Manning so hard. One of many reasons. Um, I know Tennessee was in the running too. Yeah. Him mm-hmm. on his like private jet going around. Gosh, that was so, yeah, that was so exciting. Jason Fitz, shout out to Fitzy. He had an, he had some inside scoop, a buddy of his that was a writer for the Raiders um, that I got to be friends with him, met him on, on the road. He, he felt like he knew, he didn't say that he knew, but he said it looks pretty good for, for Denver. And that was very exciting. Those are four great years. One more side note on, on a Peyton Manning, uh, Peyton actually, so my wife works in a hospital. He's an occupational therapist and she works on the inpatient rehab unit and uh, Peyton Manning has bought her hospital and a bunch of HCA hospitals, um, like lunch and dinner multiple times for the entire hospital, just to say thank you for employees and all that stuff. Wow, that's awesome. Just to get yeah. us and stuff. So shout out to Peyton Manning. Uh, he's also a nice dude too. He's one of those guys that I appreciate that doesn't like to flaunt his, his charitability. Yes. Yeah. So that's always one of my pet peeves when someone's like, yeah, yeah donated a million dollars. I'm like, can you have done that quietly? Yeah. You know, just so. But yeah, a transition to the NFL. I think we're all feeling pretty good about this season with the COVID transmission rate and the COVID cases being very minimal. It seems like, you know, because you haven't heard about a big outbreak at like any of these training camps uh, that are starting, which Joey is so pumped about. He won't stop talking about Jared Judy, the solo cam. Yeah, I was a little nervous uh, because my two younger daughters are doing online school and uh, I guess I'm really have a lot of faith in Comcast speeds because I was just streaming. I didn't even think about that till you said it. I was just streaming <laughs> HD video for almost two hours yesterday. Uh, sorry, girls. Uh, this Not is- caring about their zoom call <laughs> freezing or, and I did yell out a couple times yells of joy and excitement at Jerry Judy's routes that he was running. But so I guess I should probably check my router, make sure we're going as fast as we can. Yeah. But it's also that time of year, like I have that sick feeling in my stomach when like, who was the first big guy to get hurt? Was it Gerald McCoy? Oh, Gerald McCoy. He's yeah, out yeah. with the quad injury yeah. for the rest of the oh, season. Yeah. So like training camp is kind of a mixed bag of, of emotions because we're all excited that they're, you know, putting on pads and, you know, and running drills. But now it's like that. It's also that scary time because you don't know who's going to be the first injury on your team. You know, it's yeah, like Gerald McCoy's out. For the Cowboys, not that I give a shit about the Cowboys, Tracy. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, you, it's it's like it's like what you know who's going to be because it's every year mm-hmm. you can you can you can count on it. Some you know so and every year I'm just like oh who's it going to you know who's going to so I don't I don't I purposely don't check the injury reports every day unless I see like a big name and then I'll go you know, through and see if anybody on my team, some good news regarding training camp. Well, it's not good news, but Alex Smith is, is, back. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I uh, mean, think about this guy. Was it maybe two years ago? He got the old Joe Theismann treatment with Joe in the stands watching. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, he's had 17 surgeries because of the sepsis. Almost got an they, they amputated. Yeah, almost lost his leg. So he's back. Not you got to think about this guy's career. Like, was he a number one? Was he a number one draft I, pick for? San I think he was, or he yeah. was. I'll, I'll look that up. So I think he was. what he, you know, he played uh, under. I think it was like five or six different OCs. Had some good teams. Gets a concussion. Cap comes in, takes him to the Super Bowl. Gets traded to KC. Plays a couple years. I think they went to the playoffs a couple times, but did did good. What was that one season where I think he threw like three passes to a wide receiver? Like it was just all to the tight ends. Mm-hmm. Then Mahomes comes in, is his backup. He gets traded to Washington in that first season, gets his leg broken in half. And now he's back. And I think that's a great, I mean, man, this dude has, you know, I mean, I, I personally am like pulling for the guy, but like, man, I think I went, when they were talking to amputation, I was like, you're like, you know what? This has been a good run. Yeah, totally, <laughs> I think I yeah. might want to take this as a sign from the universe to maybe call it quits. But uh, dude, that's, it's a pretty amazing. I mean, he, he was the number one pick yeah. 2005, 13 seasons and his career. He's led two teams to playoff wins and his career record is 94, 66 and one. So he's been yeah. a really successful court. That, yeah. that, that was awesome. Did you guys see the, vi- the video of when he walks out the door to go to, practice and his kids and his wife they've all got bottles of water and or soda or whatever yeah. and they pour it on his head and i think it's awesome yeah. like that is yeah that's a great story i just hope that he doesn't get injured again right that's my of course i'm you know always looking at both sides of the coin but yeah I, I, well at our I, age we're we're also legitimately worried just about getting injured every day yeah but we don't have you know 400 pound defensive tackles running at us that's um, true but my, uh, dogs, you know. my little dog's almost, she's about four pounds. <laughs> my she daughter's can, 22 pounds. So that's the only thing I have to worry about. Gotta be careful, especially from the blind side. I know. Yeah. God. So yeah. Good for Alex Smith. Raise a glass. Cheers, buddy. Hope you yeah, do man. well. Yeah. Well, just like you said before, I just hope he doesn't get injured again and definitely rooting for him. But at the same time, you know, if he ever steps foot in the game, that would just be deathly terrified. I'll probably be holding my breath for the first big hit which is obviously the one thing after like any injury, I think any player just needs to get hit one good time to really have confidence in, you know, like their body again and all that stuff. So cheers, Alex Smith. We're pulling for you, buddy. Yes. Let's play ball. It's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar on the crowd. Baseball is a very, you know, has this kind of unspoken code of of ethics when it comes to, you know, the pitching at players and, you know, retribution and all that stuff. I, I It's kind of fascinating to me and also kind of childish, you know. Um, obviously, when you watch hockey, it's a little different. Guys start chipping at each other and they just, you know, saw one right. the other night. They were doing a face-off and <laughs> these, these guys were, were getting each other's grill and they were, you know refs came over, pulled them apart, did it like a second time. They had face off gloves down immediately. And they just started going at it. To me, that's kind of a more like hockey's incredibly violent game. But to me, that's more of like, just get it out of the way. This whole chess match thing, like the whole, uh, um, what was the Dodgers pitcher that, um, got suspended, um, blanking on his name. Oh yeah. Uh, Joe, um, Kelly. Yeah. That whole thing. It's like, just hit the guy. Just, just doink him with a, a an eighty mile an hour, you know. Just get him in the shoulder. Let's just get it over with. This whole, you know, or like, okay, you did this. Now we have to do this. We're going to throw behind him. It's like, look, that kid probably didn't, you know, he missed a signal and he should have taken a pitch and and walked or, uh, you know, whatever. It, it's like not everything is done intentionally. So, and you you can't always gauge that, but it's always seemed kind of ridiculous to me. It's kind of fascinating, ridiculous at the same time, and. It's one of the reasons why I kind of fell out of love with the game. I still, I still love baseball, but I don't watch it as much as I used to. But just things like that just seem a little ridiculous because you can't really get away with that in football because it is so hyper violent, and you can't, you know, we we've seen Bounty Gate and everything. It's like that's <laughs> that's really frowned upon. But yet, it's somehow in baseball, which is all about rules and statistics and playing above board, and we're in this post steroid era, and shit like that is still being done. It's like, come on, man, we got. 
play some ball. We got, we got better things. Well, I think do. it was, it was a seven run lead, which it's not like, I mean, there's a lot of offense right now. So there's, I think it's, was, what did I say? Was it the seventh inning? I mean, there's a couple innings left. I don't know. I, I was a little stunned to, to see that that was like such a big story that, you know, should he have taken that pitch? Well, sure. That's what, you know, you would do in that situation. Um, but at the same time, I mean, he's 21 years old. He hit a second, he hit a grand slam, second home run in the game. And he's leading the league in home runs now. So I yeah, don't know. sometimes you just got to take your medicine. Like, yeah, I mean the guy, yeah. you, you're getting trounced insult to injury next. Yeah. Game. It's on. a game in baseball. Game. Normally there would be 161 more of them. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if maybe, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe emotions are heightened right now because oh, there's, no doubt. there's so fewer games that they mean more. Um, but yeah, I just thought, I, I thought it was interesting that it was that big of a story. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that was the first pitch that reliever threw when he came in. I mean, it was behind him. It wasn't, he didn't really have to move out of the way. It just went straight behind him. Yeah. yeah. So. And speaking of first pitches, St. Louis is back from its uh, Corona Casino virus. Yeah, man, they're five and sabbatical. five, 500. That's right. Yeah. But their first game back, we don't have to dwell on this, but I thought it was funny. First game back, first time on the mound, major league appearance, Roel Ramirez throws four back-to-backers <laughs> That's in the incredible. stands. Shout out to him. He gets the uh, Scott Stapp Pitching Award of the Week. Yeah. What, what are you going to think that conversation was like after the third home run in a row? That's got to be like a, okay, we're just going to call this a wash. We'll you know put you back in again next week at some point. Or yeah. do you think he's just back to the minors, just done? Who knows? I felt bad for the guy, but it was funny because St. Louis had... It's like, all right, first game back, interleague play, playing the White Sox. Doink. Just, just maybe after four zingers, doinks. right? <laughs> maybe after three, it was like, okay, this can't happen again. <laughs> you know, the odds would say we're going to get an out here. And baseball is, uh, it's fun to watch. I love it. But man, it's just like, I, I'm still, I'm still having some doubts they're going to be able to get at least some of these teams. I mean, how they're going to do it. I mean, because, you know, maybe they're cracking down now, you know. Everybody seems to be playing ball in air quotes. I don't know, man. Yeah. So out of the three sports uh, that are going on right now, uh, hockey, basketball, baseball, which one do y'all gravitate more toward first in terms of like whenever you turn on the TV, which one are you watching? That's a good question. Um, if it is the, if it's hockey teams that I want to see play, that's my first choice. The Avs, essentially. The Av- yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Preds are out. So the Avs, I tried to turn on a, I, I won't get the teams right, but it was teams that I didn't know anything about. And I watched about five minutes and I was like, I, I just, I just don't care. Well, so, there's, there's like, I'm the same with you. I'll turn on hockey first. Like the other night they had the five OT game. And by the time, yes, and by the time, I did what, yeah. Yeah. And by the time I got to the game, I was in halfway through the, the fourth OT into that. I guess they only played five and a half minutes of the fifth OT before Tampa scored the winning goal. But like, I'm like, watching these dudes and they're absolutely gassed. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it. Oh yeah. I turned on, I mean, he like us. I turned hands it on. on the knees, yeah. you know, I mean, and it wasn't even the longest, it was the third or fourth longest NHL game in history, but like, it was still like, even though you're not watching the best playoff hockey, it was still like, this is amazing. Like these guys have been playing for almost six hours. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having skates on your feet for six hours, like 20 second shift. You know. Yeah, just just they had to have just been absolutely gassed. But it was fun to watch. But yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like Abs are playing Oilers? No, they're playing the Phoenix. Uh, Arizona. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry. Uh yeah, there's some good matchups. And the same and now the NBA starting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting a little bit more interested. And speaking of NBA playoffs, San Antonio Spurs 22 year playoff run came to an end. That's amazing. That's did they, they were in the, they played in the bubble, right? Like they, did, yeah. Like they had a, what did they take? Was it 22 teams that started out in mm-hmm. the bubble? Yep. So there were eight teams that, eight teams that weren't there. Okay. If you were within four games of the last playoff spot, then you were allowed to come to the bubble and play in those eight yeah. or nine playing games or whatever to finish out before the playoffs started. Yeah. Yeah. They did not make it. And, and JJ Redick didn't make it in the playoffs. Yeah. His streak's done too. It's, it's pretty amazing. Out. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No Pelicans. I, I do enjoy, my, so mine would be hockey, uh, watch the Nuggets, Jazz. They just started their playoff series, which was awesome. It, w- it went into overtime as a great game. But I do enjoy, the one time I, I will put baseball on is I just, I I like having it in the background 
at night if I'm like cleaning up the kitchen or just doing something. There's something about, I don't know if it's from my childhood. My mom always like watching and listening to Mariners games on the radio, but it's just kind of nice to have, have it going. And then I'll sit down and after about two minutes, I'm like, I think I'm going to switch it to something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say baseball is the one sport that I've watched in the COVID time, in the COVID era, that not having fans in the stands bothers me the most. I wouldn't say it bothers me, but I notice it more. Oh, interesting. Even, what, how, in what way? Uh, I, I don't know. Like when you, when you see a home run and you, and you aren't seeing fans, you know, yeah, nobody's for scrambling it, for that it. kind yeah, of bums me out point. a little bit. There, there's certain visual cues that I miss about that. It's like no one ducking from foul balls being into the crowd. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's the one sport that I think I, I, my attention span is called away the quickest when I'm watching a baseball game, which along those lines, I wonder if maybe, maybe we won't notice it as much in football because there's not a lot of, you know, outside of one or two errant passes or, you know, balls aren't going into the stands at all. So I feel like you don't see outside of the crowd noise, you don't spend a lot of time in football games unless you're cutting to or, or coming back from a commercial. You don't really see the fans as much. So yeah. I wonder if maybe that won't be as big of a deal because I'm sure they're going to pipe some some crowd noise in there. Do you think the Lambo leap is still going to happen without any fans in Green Bay? <laughs> that would actually be kind of, I hope it does. They just fall into the stands yeah. and somebody just, you know, tears their ACL <laughs> just from the Lambo leap. Cool. Well, uh, that's it for this week's episode of one more pass. Once again, you can follow us at one more pass on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we'll try to be better about posting things because frankly, we all hate social media these days, but we're going to try to put some more uh, stuff up there for you guys. And, uh, yeah. Do you guys have any parting words for our loyal listeners? Wear your mask. It's not a big deal. And may your training camp injuries be minimal. <laughs> <laughs> I will bring up, uh, I think we should call, uh, Jackson Epley, our mutual friend mentioned in a text the other day that we should, what are we going to call our listeners or our, our podcast? And he suggested the pass receivers, which I think is pretty great. The pass receivers, the pass receivers. That's perfect. Yeah. So wear that crown proudly or, or maybe pass receiver. I don't, how many, how many, <laughs> how many listeners, how many, give that one to my mom after four weeks, yeah. how many, uh, how many, what are we down to? You know, I don't know. You're, yeah. you're the numbers guy, but yeah, everyone be safe. Like Joey said, wear your mask, wash your hands. Don't touch your face, please. We would like to go back to work and watch college football at bars on yes. the weekends on Saturdays. And one last thought, my dad actually brought this up to me. Just think about this during the week. Baseball is the only sport that the offensive team doesn't have control of the ball. Mm. Think about that one. We'll see y'all next week. Wow, I've literally never yeah. thought about that. I've never even really thought the, about that. It starts with the defense.